Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Live from Indianapolis, this is the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers fans, the Steelers media platforms are loaded with great Steelers Combine content all week long. Visit Steelers.com and the Steelers official mobile app to hear live and on-demand SNR audio content, exclusive one-on-one video interviews with key decision makers, and daily editorial coverage. The team also has great throwback Combine workout highlights on current Steelers for you to check out. That's all this week on all the Steelers media platforms. Wesley Euler, Matt Williamson, Max Starks with you here. It's hour number two of our coverage on day one from the Combine. We're here till 4 p.m., so one hour in the books, another five hours to go here. Reminder, we will have Omar Khan sitting down with us in the noon hour around 12.15. We did just hear what the Steelers GM uh, had to say for, for maybe some of our listeners who were like, well, wait a second, we just heard from well, Omar. What do you mean he's going to... That was his combine media availability, you know, from the podium where members of the assembled right. media... Press professional. Co- press conference. Professional press conference. Professional press conference. And press that's conference. really important. It's his first one as GM, but more pressing is Grandma Euler just called to, to wish <laughs> young Wesley a, a happy That's birthday. Right. I, you know, he just kind of buries the lead there. You yeah, know? exactly. Uh, That's what geez. we experienced right before we went back on air. So I, happy birthday, Wesley. Well, yes. I appreciate that. Thank you. It, Grandma it, it, chiming in. I love it. It's a time-honored tradition because it's, it's all like my birthday, I think, every year since 2018. It's it's, we're yeah. always here at the Combine. And I swear to you, she's always got the – she will call me like – I mean, it was literally like 10 seconds before we went on air. <laughs> right, right. I was like, Grandma, I'm going to call you back in an hour. I'll call you back in an hour. No, no, no. I appreciate it. No, no, no. I do love you. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I got to go. I got to talk to Steelers fans about <laughs> yeah, what Omar Khan just said, Grandma. All right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you, gentlemen. But, yeah, but that was that was Omar Khan at the podium. You know, like Max said, traditional press conference, as you imagine. He mm-hmm. will sit down here at the table with us as well, too. Uh, just to clear up any confusion there from some people who might have thought, well, wait a second, we just heard from Omar. What do you mean he's he's going to sit down? We um, get to ask the questions. That's How about right. That? That's, the, 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 that's the hard, the, the hard-hitting questions from the in-the-know Pittsburgh media here. Um, one of the things he did say, though, there that, that, that we just heard is that he wants Mitch Trubisky back as the Steelers' number two quarterback, and he said even potentially past this year. Okay. I, I do think that's interesting, past this year. Because that was, the part, that was the part that stood out to me as right. well. Right, and – People don't give this enough thought. Is 
okay, yeah, you can make some cap savings by releasing Trubisky, and that might be a, a starting safety or sure. guard or whatever. Seven, eight I mean. million. Yeah, dollars, I mean it's a nice like chunk yeah. of change. Yeah. But then you have one co- one quarterback under contract, and you're going to take four to camp. Where are you coming up with the others? You're going to draft three of them. You know, you're going to have to pay somebody. Trying to get Mason Rudolph to stay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's right. that's a possibility. Right. I, I wouldn't dislike that approach, but you got to go find somebody else. And even right now with his contract, which isn't exorbitant. It's still one of the cheapest quarterback rooms in the league. Yes, you management. know what I mean? Yeah, you've got a lot of management there. Whereas yeah. like you look at a lot of other teams, I mean, they're in cap hell because of oh. that. And what's potential on the precipice? I mean, we're talking about other teams in this division, right? Sure. Lamar Jackson down in Baltimore. And then we're looking at Joe Burrow, his contract looming. That's going to absolutely change the way you look mm-hmm. at the Cincinnati oh, Bengals. 100%, then, of course, right. Deshaun Watson has that ridiculous contract. Ridiculous contract. So the fact that we're sitting here and that, and we don't have that problem because right. we have a rookie contract and then you have a very manageable uh, contract with Mr. Bisky, it's a good problem to have. So he is a luxury. It is mm-hmm. nice to hear that he wants to keep him beyond that because it's always good. Because, I mean, here's the thing. Say what you want about Mitch the starter. Yeah. But Mitch the backup that came in when Kenny got injured was a completely high. different dude. And that's right. just a high-level backup. And it's a high-level backup that's still young. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have plenty of years to go. Think a la Charlie Batch, right? As sure. long as Charlie was here. Mike, that's what you want to be able to create. And and if you could have a duo that's together, mm-hmm. that think alike, yeah. now you have a better synergy. And also fast-tracks Kenny Pickett as a starter because you have reliable eyes on the sidelines seeing what you're seeing, and you can talk through it in between mm-hmm. series. Yeah, mm-hmm. you mentioned Batch. I mean, uh, Gradkowski. Leftwich, yeah. those guys that were, uh, you know, Leftwich was a high pick, much like Mitch, and yeah. wasn't a tremendous starter, but understands, hey, I know what it's like to be a first-round pick. I understand the pressure. You know, I've started a lot of games. I've been in stadiums, as Coach says. And, hey, I'm a picket believer. Don't get me wrong. He's a starter. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. But we don't know that he's a great player yet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he could – the first month of the season could be a disaster. I mean, he's still new. I mean, and – Almost 70 different quarterbacks started games this year. You really think you're going to be one of the teams that doesn't have to deal with that? You know, I mean, it's important. I think backup quarterbacks will be really valued on the market. Well, this year. just think about what Ben during his career, right? Sure. I, was just I mean, say the you, same you, thing. you have to have a guy who can step in one, two, three, four games for you because you just you don't know. Um, think about Kenny when, when he got hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't right. know what was going to happen. So that's what we have. and to Matt's point. Velociraptors off the edge. Right. Right. They're carnivores for your quarterback. They're coming for your quarterback. So even if you have to go out for a series, you need to have somebody that's competent that can take a snap Mm -hmm. and and be able to deliver and run the offense and play potentially because – I mean, the Chiefs are going are going through this now. Chad Henney retired. Mm-hmm. They now had they no do. worries with Chad Henney. Now they got to find that guy. Mm-hmm. And if you have a guy in building, you want to try and keep that guy sure, in sure. place. No, yeah, well, absolutely. And again, I mean, we don't know that Pickett's going to be a star. You know, I mean, he, yeah. he may flounder, and you have to pull him in a game or whatever. And I just think Mitch has a lot of value. And I think you mentioned this too. I thought there was two versions of Mitch last year. Was kind of the conservative. I'm the starter. I want to hold trying on to not my to job. lose. Trying not to lose the job, or yeah. hey, I got nothing to lose. I'm coming yeah. in off the bench, like you know, throwing fire. You know, yeah, exactly. Like where's George Pickens at? Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> right, throw, right, I'm right. throw a 40-yard bomb to him. Ball, yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you referenced the division too. Like assuming something gets done with Lamar, which I don't know that we should. Yeah. One team in the division is going to be buyers for the next three years, or able to keep their own. Where 
since he might lose T. Higgins. And, you know, like, yeah. it, 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 it's always been the other way around for the Steelers because of Ben's contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still have a cheap quarterback room. And you will for the next three or four seasons at, yeah. at least. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, and that to me, you know, what you guys touched on too, since 2019, right, when, when Ben obviously he had the, the elbow injury against Seattle, second game of the season, right, ends up. That was against Seattle, wasn't it? Second game of the season when Ben hurt his elbow? Yeah, yeah I, think it I was. believe so. Um, since that season, three of four years, 19, 20, 21, 22, you've needed more than one quarterback. Oh, yeah. 2020 was the only year Ben 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 started and, and finished every game that season. But in 19, you needed three quarterbacks. In, in 2021, Ben only missed one game. It was because of COVID, but you still needed your backup quarterback for a sure. game. And then obviously last year, as you mentioned, with Mitch starting with Kenny coming in and then with the concussions, with, with, with Kenny getting hurt and being, uh, you know, playing, what, just a couple drives there and, and then yeah. missing the next week as well too. Three of the last four seasons, the Steelers have needed more than one quarterback. Yeah. That's just, particularly now playing 17 games, Right. You you can't just rely on, all right, we've got our starter, and it's not going to matter because if our starter goes down, our season's over anyways. I just don't think that that at, – you can't have that attitude anymore. No, well, there were several teams had four that they had mm-hmm. to start this year. Like, you almost the had Niners. no chance at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the, Niners, Rams. the Niners making it to the playoffs. The Rams, the Rams you're yep. right. right. Heck, even, even uh, the Ravens. Right, <laughs> the Ravens went through oh, three. Three, yeah, you know, so unbelievable. Yeah, you. So you got to have depth, and even the greatest of the greats have to ha- have have come out of games this year. Nobody start to finish, you know, had great numbers and was a starter all the way through. Right, like you mm-hmm. had to have somebody in there. So it's very important. I mean, I come back to that point, right? We talked about you need seven starting, you need seven starter capable offensive linemen to fill five spots. You need three starting corners to fill two spots. Mm-hmm. The same can be said. You need two starter capable quarterbacks yeah. to fill one spot. You've mm-hmm. got to have. So all we're saying is depth. Depth is key. And I wonder, you know, and this is one I want to pose to you, Matt. When will we actually see the entire 53 dress? I don't understand that either. I don't. You're paying them to wear sweats on the sideline. Yeah. It's I don't so know bonkers why, to me. I don't it's know why they have role. that 46. Yeah. And then that also hurts that third quarterback spot, right? Right, right, right. Having him available because you can only dress two because you don't want to take away one of your core four special teams, guys. I just wonder when will the league say, you know what? We have 53 active. Let's dress all 53 yeah. Yeah. If, if possible. Yeah. Or at least kind of like what you alluded to, why can't you have the emergency quarterback just sitting there like – Niners Eagles in the NFC Championship game. If you just had a yeah. third string, Chris Owolakon, or you know, yeah. you know, somebody that can throw the football, and if he comes in the game, well, then the other guys can't. I forget how that rule used to yeah. work, but you can't have running backs out there trying to throw the ball or guys that don't have a shoulder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and and, and, and you're you, paying them. Yeah, you're paying them for that, <laughs> right. and. They're on the active roster. It's right. not like it's right. saying, okay. It's not a practice squad. Yeah, guy. I'm not bringing up the up entire practice squad. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. right. It's like, hey, we need we need you in the bullpen. Go change in the locker room. Actually, don't even go to the locker room. We have this bathroom right in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. I need you to put your whole uniform on. Right. In the blue, go in the blue tent and get yeah. dressed. Yeah. Yeah. Both exactly. our goalies got hurt, so go yeah. put some pads on. Yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. Right. Grab the Zamboni yeah. driver from up in Cranberry, all right, yeah. and get him down here. Yeah, that's the thing to me, and I know a lot of people, they, they talk about that price point, too. And, and like you mentioned, rightfully so, hey, $7, 8000000 million against the cap, you can find a starter in this league, maybe, sure. maybe two at certain positions for right, that right. price. But $8 million cap hit for a backup quarterback is very reasonable. It's very reasonable. Right, that is a friendly contract. It and, is. Yeah. Right. And, again, I, I know a lot of people, too, like they think Mason Rudolph, Mitch Trubisky – don't have a spot in this league, oh, right? They're crazy. They're, they're, yeah, they're cra- crazy. If, if, have you if seen Chase Daniel? If you're, <laughs> right. If you're going, if you're going at least too deep, 
right? Mm-hmm. On every team in the – you need 64 quarterbacks yeah. every week. So yeah. if you don't think Mitch Trubisky is one of the best 64 quarterbacks in the league, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So two notes on that, and I forget exactly how Omar Khan mentioned it, but he's, we'd like to keep him this year and beyond. Yes. Well, that means you can extend him, and he won't be an $8 million cap hit this year anyway. I mean, you could give yeah. him a two-year deal, bump some of that money down if you're really hurting, and they have so much – flexibility with Minka and Watt, and they can create cap space like crazy. That's not a problem for this team. But I always reference this, that 10 years that I was at ESPN.com, I had to write every offseason, Matt, please rank the 32 backup quarterbacks in the league. (laughs) It was my least favorite article of the week. There's probably four or five that were like, okay, and then after that. I urge everyone to try it. Try it. And put Mitch on that list. He'll be like third. You know, like some of the ones are horrific, and and they last in the league forever. They retire yep. as millionaires, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and they're not good. I mean, hell, Chad Henney. I mean, Chad Henney's a great that. example. He's yep. a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Collected money yeah. for a very long time and had very little visibility. Sure. You know, and ju- just hung in the wings. Geno Smith was that guy for a decade until this year. And then look what happened and with Geno. Geno was a better yeah. backup. I mean, he yeah. was yeah. Right. worth some money. Right, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, I mean, if it, you know, you, we kind of talked about the Eagles and some of that stuff when we were discussing pass rush. Think back to the, the the Eagles that won the Super Bowl in '18. I mean, they, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Yeah, Car- right. Carson Wentz was arguably was NFL MVP before he went down, and yeah. Nick Foles is able to, to yeah. still win the Super Becomes Bowl. Becomes a Super Bowl MVP. The Super Bowl <laughs> right, MVP. Right. Yeah. Honestly, right. I think outdueled Tom Brady in one of the best games Tom Brady ever played. Yeah, like it. It really. It, it, it's amazing. And again, that's not always going to happen. More often than not, your starting quarterback goes down. You're going to struggle. You're going to be the Rams. You're going to be the Niners. Right. Right. But you yeah. still you need somebody who even if it is just. Like like two seasons ago, Ben gets COVID, he tests positive for COVID, and has to miss a game. Like right. yeah. you're going to need that guy at some point. Almost seventy yeah. quarterbacks started games this year. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And and here's the thing: when Mason came in for that game, Mason didn't do bad, right? For, no, considering right. the conditions that that game was under, and he didn't right? find out till Saturday night that he found was out playing? Saturday night. Hey, you're starting on Sunday, and we're going to ask you to throw the ball fifty-one times in rain and wind. You know, right, 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 right. Good like, luck. it was like you know, right. everything should have said run the ball, <laughs> but they said no, we're going to have you pass. And the fact that they had confidence enough to ha- mm-hmm. set him back there fifty-one times sure. and complete fifty percent of his passes, th- that's phenomenal. You don't get that every week. Yeah, you don't get that from everyone. No. So, so everybody that might have some ill will, like, oh man, we could improve this quarterback room. No, no, no. The quarterback room is right it, where you want it. Right where you want it, right. and it's in a manageable place where it doesn't take up. 40% say, of your cap. It's where you want it from a dollar standpoint as yeah, well, too. What, exactly. And the age standpoint, right. Yeah, and the, the age standpoint as well, too. These guys yeah, are all, all getting better. All those guys are still in their yeah. 20s. Now, obviously, the, the tail end of this conversation, right, to, to wrap this up, is does Mitch Trubisky want that? Or does he still think that he could go somewhere where, where he could play See, I don't where think he could any be the, the guy? I are saying, Mitch, you're the guy. No. You know? no. Yeah, that's true. They that's might give point. him a shot to compete. Or it'll be, and we're drafting one. Yeah, you know and we're I mean? drafting right. one. Or, or we're bringing in a higher dollar free agent. Or is, okay, yeah. Right. Is yeah. it maybe even a move for, okay, I'm, I'm really going left okay. field here, right? Here we go. But you're Mitch Trubisky, and I don't know, would you rather back up Kenny Pickett and knowing what uh, this regime has invested in him? Or would you rather back up Daniel Jones, who, yeah, had one really good season last year, but he mm-hmm. wasn't drafted by that regime, and you know Brian Dable, who you worked with last year. Like, I just – it'd be interesting to to get Mitch some truth serum and really pick his brain on all this as well, too, because I'm glad the Steelers want him to stay, but obviously he's, you know, he's part of this whole equation, too. 
Well, he still has one more year. So he, he does no still. Choice. That's a good point. Yeah, has, that's a good point. They've no got choice. his contract rights at least yeah. for one more year. For one more so year, for the yeah. beyond, <laughs> yeah. the beyond this year, the beyond, portion, yes. the, the Charlie Batch, the <laughs> Bri- Bi- Byron, Le- yeah. Byron Leftwich. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, I'd be interested to know that as well too. What, what's his mindset of, you know, thinking he was coming here to Pittsburgh to be the guy, and then now almost a year later, everything that's that's kind of transpired. Uh, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have this power, as Max mentioned, but I mean. <laughs> He has a better chance to play here than most towns because, yeah. like I said, the, the first-round rookie still might not work out. He, we've seen him miss time. You know, I mean, uh, obviously this team's familiar. And you mentioned the Giants. I mean, it could be ten other teams. Sure, sure, sure. If, that was just the first one if, that, that popped up. If one of mind. those is super excited about Trubisky, well, there's a cost. Hey, yeah. <laughs> we can talk, yeah. you know, but we're Third not just going to let him go. Yeah. Right, right. Business right. is always open. Right, right. There's a price. We can talk. We saw we saw that with Chase Claypool, right? I mean, right. you know, one of the first big moves that Omar Khan had mm-hmm. was moving. And I think you look at the receiving core, you got a pretty good receiving core. Yep. Got a got a top-notch running back and mm-hmm. now possibly a duo in the backfield that you're that you're coming with. You're not going to Carolina who's who's under repair right now, mm-hmm. and you're going to see what, what Frank Wright can do with that. You're not looking at the Saints, which is another place that, that's open for quarterback business. Mm-hmm. So, And you mentioned the Giants. So when you look at some of the other places, you're like, also, hey, the grass not looks the a little greatest, great. It's true. Let's not look, the greatest And also situations. look at this defense. I mean, when right. healthy, this is a pretty mm-hmm. pretty darn good defense, which gives me – a lot less stress. Like Mitch, Mitch, is, Mitch knows he could come in and win games with this roster the way it's constructed. Exactly, because yeah. yeah. he's done that. Yeah, he's done that. And, and you mentioned Carson Wentz, just a coincidence. But it, it, the year he was drafted, they had Sam Bradford under a pretty big contract. They did. They traded, traded him up, to Arizona. Traded up twice to go get Wentz to get at the top of the draft. Fell in love with a draft prospect. Fine. Camp opens. Minnesota. Teddy Bridgewater blows out his knee. Trade Sam Bradford for a one because Minnesota didn't have anything. You know, I mean, I'm not yeah. saying they're going to get a one for Trubisky if someone right. gets hurt. Right. But quarterbacks across the league are going to get hurt between now and the trade deadline, absolutely. too. You know? Absolutely. He's yeah. an asset. That's a great point. That's a great way to put it. No, it absolutely is. They if anything, they need to add another one. Yeah. I don't know where the third guy is going to be. Right. I mean, they'll That's find about, a camp it, arm, but they need another like, guy. Like we all assume, if Mason ends up going a, a separate way, then yeah, yeah certainly. I mean, I need th- it'll be someone cheaper than him, I'm two, sure. Two, two more arms, absolutely. It's it's always an interesting conversation. We'll talk more about quarterbacks at some point this week. We'll kind of do the, the position groups as what? they're – We'll talk as about a quarterback, quarterback at the combine? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, That's crazy it, talk. It, it was weird in that regard <laughs> last year because you're right. Combine, I mean, quarterbacks combine, they are the prom kings, right, yeah. and, and all these things. Last year was a little different. I mean, there was still the Kenny yeah. and the Malik conversation, and mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily like, like this year where there could be four guys that end up going in the top ten. Uh, it'll be interesting. We will continue to talk about all these position groups and everything as we uh, keep you uh, rocking here from Radio Row. We're inside the Indiana Convention Center. It is the first day of the Combine here. Wesley Euler, Matt Williamson, Max Starks rocking and rolling with you until noon. Our coverage continues today until 4 on SNR. You're tuned to live coverage of the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Back on Radio Row, Indiana Convention Center here as we are uh, kicking off, getting rolling here for our Combine coverage. We will be here all week. We've got audio programming for you. We've got content all over the place. We're going to have uh, a live video stream of the drive. Yeah, how about that? With Matt and Dale from I'm worried we're going to lose day. a lot of subscribers. I've seen Dale and I's face for two hours a day. Well, it is the oldest joke in the book, right? But we do all have faces, faces for radio. Faces for radio, yep. But uh, a lot of cool stuff going on this week. No, it's going to be fun. 
<laughs> it, yeah. it absolutely is, uh, including about an hour from now, Omar Khan sitting down with us right here at the SNR table. Steelers fans, all this week you can compete in a special NFL scouting combine edition of Yin's Chat, the Steelers' official mobile pick'em game. All you got to do is download the Steelers' official mobile app now and answer questions like this one. Who had recorded a better bench press when participating at the NFL combine, TJ Watt or Dave DeCastro? To answer the trivia and make your picks about this year's 2023 NFL combine, each day you have a chance to win an autographed TJ Watt Jersey, just a heads up, uh, the daily questions run until 1 p.m. So you got to get in before 1 p.m., but uh, different Yin's chat question on the Steelers mobile app every single day and a chance uh, if you have some success in predicting those and answering those questions this week, you could win an autographed TJ Watt jersey in the process as well, too. I did want to uh, talk with you guys here about some defensive line prospects. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think maybe that's like the best way that we can do this is whoever's at the podium. Yeah, given makes day, sense, right? We'll, Everyone we'll, has their we'll day. discuss those position sure. groups. Defensive linemen starting us off day. Jalen Carter at the forefront of that conversation, Matt. Um, again, this is every year there's a couple of these just absolute apex predators right, who are coming right. out, just specimen, right? Right, right. Where does he kind of rank in terms of what we've seen lately? As, uh, particularly a lot of guys out of Georgia as well, too. Right. Is, is, he, Last year is, he wasn't. The, is he at the top of that crop? If we're talking D tackles, nose tackles, three techniques, between the between the uh, offensive tackle sure. types, sure. the 300-pounders, you know, and they come in all shapes and sizes now. I mean, Cam Hayward doesn't look like Vita Vea and, or Vince Wilfork or whatever. Um, last year, the two Georgia dudes, but neither went nearly as high as Carter did. You know, they were mid-first-round right. guys. Jordan Davis, mid-first-round guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Quinton Williams recently was an early pick. Yep. I will take Carter over everybody in recent memory. Though. Okay. I mean, I think he's in the first overall conversation. Okay. And it won't happen that way. I'm sure a quarterback will go. Sure, but if the sure. Bears stick and pick, I would think it will be Carter. Like, I've heard people close to the Georgia organization, I think it was their O-line coach, that would say, if Jalen decided not to be blocked in practice, we didn't block Jalen in practice. You know, like, he wrecks drills, <laughs> right. you, you know, right. it, it, no matter what. Like, at times, you'd probably have to ha- – I remember hearing this about Aaron Donald at Pitt. Like, at times, in practice, you had to tell him to chill. Or because, take him off the field because we can't, we get, can't, anything we can't right. get anything done. Right, because like, like he's, he's wrecking right. every, every different play we're trying to run and figure out here and get mm-hmm. on the same page. He's just wrecking it before it even starts. Yeah. That's that's interesting that that because there again there has been there's been some really talented guys at that position. There's a lot of good young ones in there's the league that come of, in high. A lot of a lot yeah. of really good young ones. Um, he stands at the forefront. Young guy, only a junior, obviously has mm-hmm. had all the success in the world at, at, at Georgia over these last two seasons. Um, so I'll ask that of our our compadre Max Starks here as well too. Uh, Jalen Carter, Manimal. We joke, but it's true. Yeah. You, you've got these apex predators coming out every year, but man, it, it feels like he could be in that that upper crust. I, I mean, he can't. But we just said this last year about Jordan Davis, <laughs> right. right? Right. Also but from Jordan Georgia, Davis was what seventeenth, fourteenth, seventeenth overall pick, something yeah. like that. Jalen yeah. Carter isn't going to last that. Long. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, also Georgia like sent their entire defense to the league. And then they rebuilt, and you're like, wait a second, you got all these guys. (laughs) These were the backups. These were the backups. backups. (laughs) But Trayvon Walker goes one overall, Mm -hmm. also at Georgia. So so it's not unheard of where you're thinking about the top-tier talent, and Georgia's been putting it out. But Jalen Carter fits right in that mold, right? Elite pass rush ability, stout against the run, is an absolute game wrecker in the middle. He can do a lot of things that you want him to do in today's NFL, right? You want a guy who can be – a three-down defensive lineman, especially when you're thinking about the interior capabilities that he has. That's what he brings, and he's big, powerful, and noticeable at all times. Mm -hmm. So 
Jalen, I mean, bona fide. That's why he doesn't have to work out here at the combine. Right, right. right. You know what you're getting. Right. Just go watch every single game. <laughs> so watch any then, snap. Any yeah. snap. You can watch game one against Oregon or the national championship game against TCU, right? I mean, you've got drafted offensive linemen that, that we're going to be talking about later in the week. Oh, yeah. Right? you got Alex Forsyth from Oregon. Mm-hmm. You've got T.J. Bass. You've also, in the, in the game, you got Steve Avila. He's a good like, player, right? Like, yeah. You have some good linemen mm-hmm. that he went against and made them a zero factor in the game. So Jalen Carter, I mean, undeniable. That is, that that is your what was the uh, what was the in the last Jurassic Park movie that the, the Carnotaurus or whatever <laughs> it was. Seen those. I haven't caught, yeah. kept up on it. It's one right. of those like like oh New we lab we lab generated <laughs> a T Rex with a Velociraptor. <laughs> and, that's, that's what, what Jalen Carter that's what is. Get, yeah. 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 That's, that's yeah. good. I like that. That's a good example. Max is always great with the pop culture stuff. Yeah, he's uh, on top know, of it, right? I, I tell you. Um, okay, then who's number two in the group? Is it one of the Clemson guys? Is it Kalaja Kansi from Pitt? Is it one of the Big 12 guys? Is, does someone stand out as the number two behind There's Carter? a big gap. Yeah. I mean, there's a big gap. I'm not sure where number two will go. My favorite D-tackle not named Carter is Brian Brisset from, from Clemson. Yeah, yeah, Brisset is good. Yeah, and this is going to be a – I always mispronounce his name, but it, it, this is going to be a critical week from him from a medical standpoint. He also lost his sister, like, right before the opening the game, so it's a weird year to evaluate mm-hmm. him. Um, but he's the one I think could be in the mix with the Steelers in the middle of the first round as the second D-tackle off the board. But I'm excited to see what kind of reports we get – this week and a lot of it's yep. medical you know yeah and, and that's what the biggest thing is because there's been time missed by him i mean mm-hmm. i think it was it was a knee and the, or a hamstring he had or something. a kidney or something too he, he had an yeah. organ injury of he had some an organ sort. injury right. and then he had a lower lower extremity injury um so you know but you're right i think he's the one that we kind of often overlook right because clemson you know and miles however, murphy's there yeah as well miles too. murphy yeah. is yeah. there but more edge and yeah, so he's more of an edge. yeah so i mean i i think i I'm, I'm right there with you i think he's probably one and then of course clancy will also play in the mix probably mm-hmm. in that top five of the d tackles mm-hmm. but you know d tackles never really go so early in in this draft i mean we're talking about jordan davis right a year ago but jalen carter kind of bucks that because i think a lot of people said okay what, what we saw what Georgia had to offer, and if this guy is saying it, he's stacking up, now we can kind of push them up a little bit further mm-hmm, sure. and give them a little bit more credence this year. Because also Brinson, another one oh, that yeah. was on that Georgia defensive line, you know, you figure just like a Devontae Wyatt kind of went at the end of the first round mm-hmm. for them. So there, there, there's a lot of talent here. Um, the, the edge rushers always get the, all the attention. But for D-tackle, I mean, Jalen Carter's your number one. If you're looking for an interior defensive lineman, yeah. And you're in he the top. The and you're in the top seven. Yeah, I I don't even think he makes it that far. No. I, I'll say top five, top five, because I think the quarterbacks are going to go, and then sure. you're going to see Will Anderson and Jalen Carter be sure. the first two off the board that are not quarterbacks. So along those lines, Max, you mentioned Will Anderson. You know, and I think those two defensive players stand alone as non-quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah. Do you have a philosophy? Let's say you had an equal grade on Anderson and Carter. Would you take the inside guy or the edge guy? I think the inside guy lasts longer. I mean, okay. I think I'd take the inside guy. Yeah, that, that's, oh, that's okay, what I feel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right there. So, okay. I think he lasts longer. So, I think, yeah, I pick the guy that has the better durability. That's your I okay. worry I about thought you made it last longer in yeah. the draft. Okay. Yeah, no, no. He, he, they'll last longer in the league. And I think with an edge guy, the worry you get is, do I get a Kayvon Thibodeau mm-hmm. like we had a year ago? Or do I get a Chase Young oft injured? Off injured. You right, don't right. see mm-hmm. the guy there. And he never really comes around. And then you're like, oh, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to pick up his fifth-year option? Mm-hmm. And that's where I worry about Will Anderson with his size and everything. 
if he goes to the wrong division, that's a very physical, tough division where injuries can happen. You say He's he goes doubled, to doubled, NFC man. East. Say yeah. you go to the NFC East because of the Chase Young comparison. You don't last as long, right? Sure, I mean, sure. Micah Parsons is a different story, and they move him to a bunch of different positions. Sure, sure. But if you keep a guy edge long enough, they're going to wear down, especially in the conditions. But if he goes to, like, the AFC South, or the or the oh. AFC West, Playing different story. Yeah. And great, great <laughs> you got weather, domes, great right, weather year right. round. Yeah, then that makes more sense. But interior is always the one to go because running the football and stopping the football will always be an axiom that has to be done in this yeah, league. Yeah. And interior D linemen affect both of those things. I just think being closer to the ball gives you a little more value, and I think they're harder to find. You know, yeah. elite inter- interior guys. You know, that, yeah. I think there's more edges in the world. It's a good point about the durability. I didn't even think of that. But those guys are more like Ferraris, and Ferraris are in the shops a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> you know? There's a reason why they don't like to put those warranties out too far on the mileage. Like, right, right, Like, right. listen, okay, you got you got 20,000 miles, bud, and then you got to get aftermarket <laughs> warranty. <laughs> Crank the key on a Bugatti, the, more, the warranty's null and void, that's right? It, that's <laughs> it. As soon as you drive it off the lot, right? <laughs> yeah. warranty's, warranty's gone. All you. <laughs> Real quick, Wes, I mean, Carter's not going to be a stealer. No. So, I mean, we right, can talk yeah. about him as a great prospect, but – Day two, there's some D tackles that are interesting what, what too, about, though. What about know? a guy like I know you did some some Big Twelve games, and obviously me being a WVU guy, I've seen a lot of Ica over the years. Yeah, yeah, pushing 360 pounds. Do you think yeah. he's the modern nose, like the Vita Veas? And that's I'd be interested to see. You don't see the Will Hamptons anymore. No, right, And I think you know it's funny, and you don't see also like the actual Brontosaurus. D-lineman either, mm-hmm. right? The John Hendersons. Right. The Hainsworths of the world. Like, you got to be a little Stroud bit shorter. Stroud. Yeah. 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 And those are all the guys I saw in college. <laughs> they were all the same thank, team. Thank Stroud, you. Seymour. Yeah. <laughs> Stroud, Seymour, Hainsworth, Henderson, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tennessee, right. and Georgia. Yeah. Trust me, it was nightmares. And Hampton was next to Rogers. <laughs> yeah, 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 they were all exactly. came out at the same time. Big baby and all those guys. I'm yep. like, <laughs> so if you don't really see that Big, colossal guy. Now, Jordan Davis came out. That's an outlier. Like, you're right, because he right. can move. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That guy's a freak. Six, but, seven, you know. But I think you do have to have that modern defensive lineman that's a big, wide body, but has to be athletic, have to be nimble, yeah, yeah. have to be able to split the gap and not just be a guy who holds the point like Hamp used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got to be able to affect up the interior because most of these quarterbacks now, they want to move to the outside. Oh, yeah. But right, when right. you can constrict on the outside and then press the inside, look at what – I mean, that's how the Eagles did it last year, right? Mm-hmm. you yeah. got the Hawks yeah. on the outside that circle them in and then the big bodies that just press everything back, and that's how everybody gets ten sacks, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, in a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't talk about pass rush plans, but they're very important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that that's interesting to me because it is – I mean, we know that's – it's a position group the Steelers, we would assume, are heavily interested in. I would in. think, yeah. yeah. Um, day two sets up pretty well for them to find. I think day two sets, sets up pretty well. For it, both lines. I think, yeah. both lines. I think yeah, you find great. both line positions in there. And you have that flexibility with that Chicago pick. Mm-hmm. Right? right. That gives right. you a lot That gives you a lot of leeway if you want to wheel and deal and try and mm-hmm. parlay some extra picks. Having that first pick in the second round. Oh, is, I feel like it's, you know, it's one of those that – it's probably second most important beyond the guys that you have day one that are in the mm-hmm. top three that people are jockeying for position. That day two, because you've got first-round guys who fell out of the first round sure. who you want to get before anybody else, and you're willing to pay that premium. And this year, with only having 31 first picks, that 30-second that, that yeah. pick is the first pick. It's a first-rounder. So it's, it's a lot of value in that, and I think the Steelers can work that in their favor to really get some quality 
line depth and difference makers up there. And it doesn't even matter who the ter- top 31 picks are. People are going to call you Thursday night. I was, that's where I was you know, just yeah. going to say, too. Like, to think they're going to have it. some yeah, options right. on the board in terms yeah. of some offers as well, too, because as you mentioned, there's we all do it, right? After after night one, everyone looks at the big board and they go, can't believe oh, that wow, guy's available. Can't believe right. that guy's available. Can't right. you know, there's, always four, there's always four or five of, of can't believe that guy's available. And Or, boy, the corners are going fast and I'm shut out on right. them. i got to go could, get one. It, or, it's know. not only a great asset in terms of what could be there for you, it could also be a bargaining chip as well, yeah. too. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting to me how that all plays out. The Steelers but also I, don't have a lot in the mid-rounds right now. You know, it'd be don't. nice to replenish a little right. bit of that. No fifth-round you know? pick, no right, sixth-round right, right. pick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so after the fourth round, they There's pick, they pick twice in the in the seventh Seven, round, and, right. that's, and that's it. And so they don't have any comp picks probably coming. They, and, they, know, right. they do not, yeah. Um, and I think, too, when, when we're talking specifically this D-line group, Matt, like day two feels like the sweet spot just, again, because mm-hmm. at 17 – those upper echelon guys aren't going to be there. I think Brees has got no a chance. chance. Yeah, and maybe. that's like the only one I can really say I'm excited about. Um, you mentioned the pit kid, Clancy. Yeah. And I want to bring him up to Max, too. He is local. Poor kid's always going to be compared to Aaron Donald. Of course. Because you know, he's the exact same style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Partridge is their D-line coach there. He was there when I was a pit. He's was tremendous. He really? He's been there that long. He went there and back. Okay. Yeah, but we okay. hired him as a bright gotcha. young guy, and gotcha. was, you know, and he's tremendous. Oh, I he's, think he's yeah. arguably the best in the business. Yeah, I think he won D-line coach of the year. He did. It's, yeah, it's, it's, awesome. it's, yeah. it's insane how they've been able to keep him for so long. And someone like Alabama or Georgia or you right, know, Texas right, right, right. hasn't come well, in and offered him a make him a head a guy boat. somewhere. Right, right, right. Make him a D.C. Yeah. He was a great recruiter when I was back there, which was my specialty. But, sure. like, Clancy, I don't think the Steelers want Clancy. You know what I mean? Times have changed. The LeBeau defense – Aaron Smith has to look like this. Kiesel looks like this. Hampton, Hampton looks in like the middle. This, yeah. Well, he doesn't fit any of those. And times have changed with this defense. I mean, they want penetrators. They're not just two-gapping and eating space and letting Kendrell Bell run free. Correct. But I still don't think Clancy's for them. Okay. I mean, they don't have anybody that He's more four, four, three guy, you think? Yeah. I mean, he's Geno Atkins. He's, you know, I mean, he's pure upfield penetrator type. They could put yeah. him in the middle of that Eagles defense and he would excel. Yeah, yeah. Especially next to a, a hog Fletcher like Jordan Cox, Davis or, or Jordan Davis. Like or, right, 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 yeah. Right, right. yeah. I don't think he's for them, but there is some first round buzz around him. Interesting. Well, hey, and he'll test well. Listen, here. listen, Matthew. Yeah. Listen, Matthew. The offensive coordinators got pit connections. The defensive sure. coordinators got pit connections. You know what I mean, they happened to draft one out of they there. They happened last to year, draft right? one out of there last year. <laughs> I always say this about Pickett, though. I mean, like scouting is just gathering data, you know, and. It, 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 people will be like, oh, they're going to draft Joey Porter Jr. Well, they're going to know more about Joey Porter Jr. than 31 other teams are going to know about him. They right. knew more about Kenny Pickett and than 31 teams knew about him. I think you know? I said this last year when they took Pickett when, when we were doing the draft shows. Yeah. The, the thing that I loved about that selection was there was nothing safe about that. Because right. if it didn't work out, if it doesn't work out, you're going to get crushed because that guy was right next door to you. You yeah, know everything right, about yeah. you. knew more about him than anybody Good else, point, right? You right. better have the information. You right. better know on this guy. Um, I liked that because I thought the Steelers could have given themselves a post-Ben Roethlisberger window of leniency. And I think drafting Kenny Pickett just reset all of that. And, okay, he's yeah, the guy yeah, that yeah. you know everything about. He's the first quarterback off the board. Here we go again, obviously right? Obviously the one you wanted, you time, didn't settle for Right, him, you know? right. Time time to go to go win some games and go win some division titles. It's 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 always – listen, It's that's why we love it. That's why we're here every year. It's a lot to speculate about. It's a lot to discuss. And we will continue to do that when we return on the other side. It will be the final segment for myself, Max, and Matt. Yeah. Uh, and then up at noon, it will be Jerry Dulac, Dale Lolly, and Max Starks as well, too. Reminder, our coverage ongoing until 4 o'clock today here on Radio Row. That's, of course, Eastern Standard Time for those of you displaced across the nation 
in the world. And about 12.15, so just around about half hour, 45 minutes or so from now, Omar Khan's going to sit down with the guys right here at our SNR table. So plenty to get to. Our ongoing coverage continues from Radio Row. You're listening to SNR. Live from Indianapolis, this is the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. All week long, you can listen to live coverage from the NFL Scouting Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be live on Radio Row from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. all week. And don't worry if you can't catch us live. You can find all of our daily audio programming from Indianapolis, including our shows in their entirety and interview carve-outs on demand in the audio section of the Steelers' official mobile app. That's all week long, SNR at the NFL Scouting Combine. I've already seen a couple of you guys uh, tweet Matt, Max, and I. I saw a few tweets on the SNR account of people asking about podcasts of this because you've got things going on throughout yeah, the day. Right. You're working, whatever. You can't listen to everything. And we know Steelers fans, you're, you're the reason why we do this because you you guys love this content that we provide. Uh, Steelers mobile app in the audio section. Everything we do here this week will be there. Awesome. And, um, and it is. It's, it's a great week. We get a lot of really cool guests. We're lining them up already behind the scenes for you. We'll roll those out throughout the week. Obviously, about a half an hour from now, Omar Khan going to sit down with us here at the SNR table. It's the last segment for Matt and I. Matt will be back with Dale at 2 o'clock. Um, I think we're calling that the drive. Still. I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's, right. just, it's, it's just, just the two of you, right? So it is the drive. It's, Heck, the, yeah. it's the drive live. Drive live from, from Indy. Which, you know what? There's got to be an Indy 500. There's got to be uh, something, something in there cool that, that we can. We'll think about that while We'll think about it by the end of the week. Yeah, while you and I are eating lunch <laughs> eating lunch here in about 15 minutes. Um, Matt, I, I wanted to ask you two uh, linebackers, right? Because that was mm-hmm. a, a, another one that, that, that we had discussed. We know that the Steelers, there has been – I mean, I don't think it. I don't think I'm overestimating to call it a revolving door since Ryan Shazier. Right. I mean, you, they've been searching. You've gone from Mark Barron and John Bostic and oh. Joe Schobert and Miles Jack, and you trade up to get Devin Bush, and I'm sure I'm probably Spillane forgetting sprinkled Spillane sprinkled in Spillane, yeah, and right, right. I'm sure I'm probably forgetting somebody in there as well too. Um, you thought maybe at a time you had your guy in Devin Bush, that clearly hasn't worked out. I think yeah. Miles Jack is useful, and I would like to see him back next year, maybe on a little bit of a reworked contract. But I, I, I don't think he's the long-term solution there mm-hmm. at, at that position either. Is there anybody in this class that stands out to you? It does, I should just say one. Does that feel like a, a strong group in this class? And is, is there maybe any potential fits for the Steelers, even if it's not yeah. day one, maybe day two, later on in that time frame? Well, I think you have to throw Mark Robinson's name in there, too. Absolutely. I mean, he's played Absolutely. less than 100 snaps. So everyone thinks that he's just going to come in and take the world by storm or crazy. And he shows up well. He also shows up lost at times. Mm. I mean, he, he has splash plays, good and bad, because he's learning, but he's very athletic and explosive. Um, I wrote an article recently, off-the-ball linebackers. I mean, not edge guys. I mean, right. the right. Steeler fans calls outside linebackers. Second-level players. The true middle-of-the-field generals. Yes. Yeah. If you look at the guys over the last five, ten years that were drafted in the first round, mm-hmm. and Bush is the perfect example, mm-hmm. the majority of them really struggle early in their career. It, it, Devin he, White's had a lot of ups oh, and downs. Yeah. And yeah. he has Levante David next to him right. telling him what to do. Right. You know, And so a lot of these guys, even Roquan, as good as he Roquan is now, Smith, yep. first three years or so were up and down. And Queen Patrick is next Queen, to him. Yeah. There's tons of them. Yeah. Um, more, not misses than hits, but there's more really slow starts than not. Um, and I think the reason for that is I just think Shanahan and 
Reed, and these guys just manipulate linebackers so much with motion and misdirection. And I take a step forward, and there's a crossing route behind me. Ah, you know, and everything's faster. It's almost like a quarterback, sure, you know, or the, sure. the mental side of it. Because all those guys can run. Oh, you got to be do... able to process at a high level. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, all those guys come to the combine and light it up, as mm-hmm. did Bush and White. But sure, there's a sure. lot more to that position. Well, where I'm going with this is I think it's an average to below average off-the-ball linebacker okay. class. And I'm sure I, you, everybody will get excited here in a couple of days when we start seeing their 40s. Somebody, and, yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're going to put up unbelievable Drew Sanders numbers. or somebody, right, yeah. Right, But where I'm going with this is I think I'm – because this free agent class for off-the-ball linebackers is superb. There's – I could give you 15 – 12 to 15 names that would all be upgrades – Tremaine Edmonds is at the top of the Tremaine list. Tremaine Edmonds, you know, but there's Bobby Wagner, of, right, David right, Long. Right, right. Oh, there's tons of them. They're yeah. great names. Um, so I would I would go outside the organization at okay. that position and, and bring in a veteran because I don't have time really to groom a young guy and, and live with that. But, I mean, especially a veteran could also coach up Mark Robinson. Sure. I think Jack is a really interesting situation because kind of like our Trubisky conversation, you could move on from use that money elsewhere. He's the one that I don't have a firm stance on of whether they should keep or not because it comes down to medicals with him. I mean, and unfortunately, this time in his career when he was at the Combine, everyone thought Miles Jackson would be a top-ten pick. Absolutely. And then he had some knee stuff mm-hmm. that showed up here, and then you go in the second. And they, even his Jacksonville time, there's a lot of Wednesday and Thursday practices he missed or time. And then he comes here and does some good things, but then hard to stay on the field late in the year. I think he was a lot more injured than people realize. So – that's what people know inside the building is, was he playing through an injury that will be fine? Sure, Or sure. is he always going to be injured? You know, is there so, long-term concern? Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, so that, to me, it makes him a hard hard one for not being in the building. Um, what was I going to say on that? So I, I do think that was the weakest position on the whole team last year, though. Yeah? I, I do. I, I mean, in terms of – Hey, I could certainly see that. I don't know if you know this stat, but it's a little crazy. So I think I know where you're going yeah. with this. Spillane – Jack Bush combined for one sack, and that was Spillane in week one against Joe Burrow, who was coming off the surgery, and none of those guys played. We know how that goes. It didn't really have much of a training camp, yep. No interceptions, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. Every big stat and a handful of tackles for loss even. You know, like every splash stat, and that position's designed for splash. Nothing, nothing. You know, so that can't. That's like. That can't happen. Can't happen. Yeah. Can't happen. And it doesn't mean their play was always awful. Sure, sure. But they they didn't make impact plays at all. But even compare that right to someone like Vince Williams, right? Who right, was right. who was a nice player, but not a Ryan Shazier superstar. Mm. He was still giving you a handful of sacks and maybe an interception and a forced oh, fumble yeah, right, right. every year. Every year, right? And he's he didn't have the foot speed and athleticism. Uh, you want, again, like he's not, he's not an all pro, but, but he's but impacting the game. That's what you know? a you know that's what a I think a. A B level linebacker gets you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you is think, a couple sacks, a turnover or two. Yeah, you know. And, and I they're would, not even getting that. And Vince Williams is great. I mean, like, but if you get rid of Jack, you need two. That's the that's you know, the issue, right? And if you want to bring his cap hit down, you're probably gonna have to extend him in the process, mm-hmm. and then the injury stuff. Right, 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 right. So I don't have a strong feeling on Jack, but I don't think the other two are for me. Okay, I, I think they like Spillane more than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could bring him back on a very reasonable contract sure, sure. without the intentions of starting him, but I think you know what that gets you. You know, I'd like to do better than that. You know. So you mentioned the, the free agency crop. Mm-hmm. Is there a name there that stands out for you as a fit? Uh, you mentioned Long. I love him. Well, you know I do uh, too. Both the Eagles are up. 
uh, Tranquil from the Chargers is up. Um, I have a long list. I'm trying to think of them. I'm just kind of scrolling through the, the league in my head at the yeah. moment. So, I know, it's I know tough. I'm I, always, them. I try not to ask these put-you-on-the-spot type questions because yeah, I, yeah. I, I know they're tough. No, I, I mean, Wagner and David are very interesting to me because they're at the twilight of their career. But, man, they're so good. They're, they're still so, so good. good. They're yeah. so smart. They would be great mentors for somebody else. Mm-hmm. You would think they could sign them on a one-year deal and hang out with Cam Hayward and watch. Sure, and, you know, sure. I mean, it would be an attractive spot for them. Potential Hall of Famers. Wagner is going to go to the Hall of Fame. You know, I mean, 100%. So, and he's still playing great. Um, but there's plenty. I, I mean, I think that there'll be several. And even if you don't get the top one, it's terrible, you know, shopping in the free agent waters the day free agency opens, you know. But I think day You're three, mostly going to overpay. You're mostly going to overpay. Most of those guys end up getting cap casualties or aren't worth the money. But I bet a week in or three days into free agency when four of them are gone, There'll be eight of them sitting there saying, okay, you know, they're looking for homes now. And I think that's where I would shop them, you know, the off-the-ball linebacker. And it does feel, too, as you kind of lay that out to me, like it feels like that's how the defense is built right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a different conversation on the offensive side of the football. On right. the offensive side of the football, you've got a quarterback, both your running backs, uh, Pickens, Fryer. I mean, all these guys are still in their rookie deals. The only like guy you might lose is Gentry. It's a very, and you can live without Gentry. Right. You know, it's, right, a, right. it's a very young group that – you know progression isn't linear, right? right so right, so right. they're going to have some good wins, and they'll take a step back, and then they're going to have some good, sure. and then they'll take that's, – that's what happens when you're a young player in any league. Absolutely. Progression isn't linear. It's three steps forward, one back, two steps forward, one back. You know, mm-hmm. I think if, if you look at it that way with the offense where you're more willing to – just realistically, you're going to have to be a little more patient with so many, you know, guys that are still on their rookie contracts. Right. As opposed to your defense – which is built to win you games right now. And it's expensive right now. And it's expensive right, right. now. I, I don't want to say doubling down on that, right? But if that's your philosophy, that's your philosophy. Mm-hmm. Don't kind of try and pick and choose where if, if you need this defense to be a dominant defense to go out there and win games, don't skimp on the linebacker position. Yeah, I mean, there's a big, term, big, big picture plan here is – like we talked about having a rookie contract or a very inexpensive quarterback room, it allows you to have the expensive defense, you know, and, and to carry you until hopefully it balances out and Kenny's about up for a contract and some of your defenders are off and sure. retired. Maybe and Cam Hayward's retiring. Sure. And, yeah. and you, know, you know, so and then he takes over as the the, the, the straw that serves the drink. Absolutely. Hopefully. You hopefully. Know what I mean? Right. That's the, that's the progression we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. But it's a balancing act, too, though. Like, you don't want to be too expensive on defense, and you definitely don't want to be too old on defense. Sure. Like, they will draft young, high defensive players they've here. To, they've got just, to. They need a youth yep. infusion. And there, the cheap. You know? you know, you need right. the cheap infusion, and you need the youth infusion. And I'm sure I would be interested in bringing back Edmonds, KZ, yes. Sutton, yes. Logan Joby. Yes. But all of a sudden, then you got a bunch of dudes on second-year contracts, and they're all going to get old together. You know? Right. So it's a balancing act. Right. And you right. don't have – I mean, that's honestly part of that balancing act, too. Any salary cap league, I don't yeah. care what. So in this country, except for baseball, you've got to have young guys that are contributing, that are playing above their their cap hit. Oh yeah, I mean you need fourth round picks that are a starter for you or aren't a, a liability because they're dirt cheap. You know what I mean? Correct. Or a, a Pat Fryermuth who's a second round pick, but oh. he ta- but he takes off. Yeah. And you get two two or three years of him where you're re- where he's really underpaid. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean cost control receivers. Everyone talks about cost control running back or quarterbacks, but. Look at the wide receiver contracts around the league. I mean, mm-hmm. having cost-controlled wide receivers is really important now, too. That'll be a term you start to hear more as well. And Pickens is, and 
I know people are down on Deontay. Uh, but, he is. Uh, but For what they pay those guys across the his league. His contract is His contract gold. is fair. Right. It's yeah. very fair. Right. Look what Jacoby Myers is going to make in a couple weeks, or even Juju. I mean, they're not close to the player Deontay is, and it's they're going to make way more than him, you know. I, so, that's that's what you're looking for. Yeah, is, right, right, right. Is is that balance, and it'll be interesting too. You know, wide receiver. That's we'll we'll discuss more of all these position groups as, right, as we right, go right. along. But we know the Steelers. They they enjoy drafting wide receivers mm-hmm. throughout this process. They've have a pretty solid track yeah, record of absolutely. doing so. I, I don't know what that looks like this year though, because. Yeah, I don't either. You trade, you know, you trade Chase Claypool for the right. for the pick that ends up being a, a dynamite move. Thirty right. thirty second Still, now. Yeah. Um, you know, Austin double, returns. You know, Austin returns, which is the wild card, yep. and all that. What do they believe in him? What do they th- What do they think about him? Um, I love the Anthony Miller signing. They They were very quick I to agree do that. With you Not on many that. people made it a big deal. And he out had a solid training camp before he got loved hurt. him at camp, right? Yeah. And him, you know, he has a lot of slot capabilities. Mm-hmm. The Boykins of the world have some value, you know, and you could always add some speed on the outside in the fourth, fifth round. That's or what whatever, I think is. That's know. where I was going. With, that feels like the realistic move of. I don't think you traded Chase Claypool for that 30-second pick just to, again, use it on a wide receiver. No, I you don't know? either. Like, no. you, there's, there's a clear onus for the offseason and where they need to rebuild and retool and reinforce and invigorate mm-hmm. some of that, that youth that we were talking about. But the wide receiver position still is is worth some conversation in that regard. Oh, because yeah. Because you're, you're set on your top two guys. You believe in your top two guys. Calvin Austin in there as well, too, some of those names you mentioned. Um but it, it'll be interesting to see. We're going to roll all this out. We'll discuss more about the wide receiver. It's a brutal free agent class, so you don't want to be shopping. You, 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 There's you, so you, many needs around the league. And, you don't want to be that guy. Wide receivers and defensive backs, like, you're always going to overpay on the open market. Yeah, receivers have gotten to that point. Oh, yeah. insane. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. It, it absolutely will. Obviously, we'll discuss more uh, about the wide receiver position group as the week rolls along. But that's going to do it for Matt and I today, Max Starks as well. Do uh, Up next, you'll have Jerry Dulac. You will have Dale Lolly and Max. Starks will be back after his discussion with Omar Khan. Omar Khan is going to sit down with the guy right here at our SNR table on Radio Row about 15, 20 minutes or so now. So plenty to get to. We're going to have a little line change here. We've still got four more hours of live coverage today to bring you. And again, Omar Khan coming up in the next hour of the show. Thanks to our buddy CJ for producing it for us back at the ranch. Up next, it's Mr. Dulac, Mr. Lolly, and Max Starks. Don't go anywhere. Our coverage continues from Radio Row at the Indiana Convention Center right here on SNR. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 